Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And you know, Casey, we've been talking a lot lately about how much money mm-hmm. we as taxpayers are spending to buy a whole bunch of land out there in Boone County without necessarily a whole lot of vision on exactly what's going to happen with mm-hmm. that. There's been a proposed high-tech park. Right. And that is part of a much bigger plan by the state of Indiana through the Indiana Economic Development Corporation to spend a whole bunch of money. And we as taxpayers are told, well, you're going to make a whole bunch of money in the long run because, well, that's going to pay off with big business and big jobs. And there was an article mm-hmm. in the Indiana Capital Chronicle by our good friend Nikki Kelly about just that, the Indiana Economic Development uh, corporation how are they doing what sort of rate of return are we getting on our investment and nikki kelly joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline so nikki i thought this article was really interesting a lot of money getting spent but not necessarily a lot of clarity on the results this far thus far from the id iedc <laughs> easy enough for me to say <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to really point out that they are asking for a lot of money this budget cycle, even more than usual. And, uh, you know, coming, you, we have super majorities of both the House and Senate on the Republican side. And I just find it interesting that, that none of these Republicans seem concerned that we're spending all this money to bring jobs. I, I mean, I thought that the idea was... The private sector is supposed to do this, right? Capitalism. Let the private sector sector take the risk and and make these things happen. But that's not what's going on. And I realize it's, that's a thing nationwide, and we're having to keep up with other states that are doing this. But we're just seeding everything with state money. And, and no one seems to mind. Yeah, Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capital Chronicles, our guest, she has a great article out about the Indiana Economic Development Corporation and the amount of money, taxpayer money, that is going for various economic uh, projects across the state. So it, the ask this session is, and this is no small amount of change here, Nikki, it's a billion dollars the IEDC wants. Yeah, and that's not even the full ask. There's their basic budget. These are sort of special things on top of their base level budget, right? So we want the the biggest amount is five hundred million for what they call ready grants, which is a, a quality of place initiative. We we did five hundred million of them uh, last year, but that was with federal money from the CARES Act. So now they want five hundred million dollars state money to do this and and i get it like it's an it's kind of like an 80 20 match like private sector and local governments have to put in far more than the state is putting in so that is growing investment but you know we also did regional cities back in the day i mean this will be like 1.3 billion dollars that we've done to sort of seed these special projects to try to make indiana more i guess attractive to workers because this is about people wanting to live here and take the jobs that we're creating now is this uh, that's... Go, go ahead, ahead. is the is the 1.3 in addition to the 150 million and the 500 million or is that all part of the 
billion. The one point three is all the quality of play stuff. So that includes this new five hundred million. Separately, they want this hundred fifty million you just brought up is is a site acquisition fund. So basically what they're doing up there in Boone County is we're using a bunch of state money to buy up this 11,000 acres. And eventually, allegedly, uh, you know, whoever settles into that innovation park will then pay the state, you know, and then that money will go into that fund. It'll become like a revolving fund where they can buy land wherever they need in the state to sort of kickstart you know, projects like this. Nikki Kelly's our guest uh, talking about her article in the Indiana Capital Chronicle involving the, the amount of taxpayer money that has gone to the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. I think the average person looks at this because we had those, those farmers out in Boone County who are very upset on, on the program. And I think the average person looks at this and says, now, wait a second. Roads, bridges, sidewalks, water, sewer, infrastructure. Hey, we're all on board with that. But when you're talking about the state being in the real estate business and we're spending hundreds hundreds of millions, in this case, billions of dollars. And big a part of this is to say, what, Eli Lilly, who's the big beneficiary that we know of out in, the, out in Boone County, like they can't put together a, a real estate team. I mean, I just think people look at this and go, our tax money could be going to a lot better stuff. And I don't think that's way off base. Do you? Yeah, I don't think it's off base. And one of the main issues I have with it is transparency. They won't even tell us what they're paying for this land. Like when you ask for like an average per acre or a range, they say, well, we can't tell you that because it'll impact the competitive nature. So in other words, if we tell everyone we're paying, and I'm literally throwing out a false number here, $10,000 an acre, then people will hold out for $11,000 an acre. Do you see it? And and I get that that would hurt them competitive-wise, but I don't care. That's our state tax money. We should be able to know how much they're paying for that land. Why are the Republicans, because there seems to be no pushback on this, right? I mean, you don't at least publicly see anybody leading the charge. Why are the Republicans, who are supposed to be the party of limited government, limited government spending, just why do they just seem so willy-nilly about, sure, it's just a billion dollars. Go have fun, Governor Holcomb. Yeah, I just think when you wrap something in jobs, you know, everyone's behind economic development and jobs. And maybe questions are being asked privately and they're, you know, keeping those within within the family kind of, so to speak. Um, but I think when you wrap something in, we need jobs and we need people to fill it. It just sort of, you know, answers a lot of questions for people without digging too deep. So if I'm understanding this correctly, they're asking for the taxpayers to front this money and they're going to buy the property and then turn around and sell it to private developers and companies. Is that correct? I mean, we really don't know completely whether Indiana would maintain ownership of the land itself. Um, Now, on smaller projects, that is what would happen, I think. This one is this massive 11,000 acre thing. If they did a smaller tech park in another part of the state, I think that's exactly what it would be. Um, But obviously, you know, and that's sort of what we don't know yet. Eli Lilly's the only announced tenant, so to speak, of that new big park, and they're apparently going to use 600 acres. I'm unclear if the state's going to ultimately own that or the, or Lilly, or do they pay rent? I, I don't know for sure. And and that's another example of just 
we, there are a lot of questions that are unanswered. Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capital Chronicles, our guest. She has a new article out about the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, the huge amount of taxpayer money they're receiving, and kind of trying to figure out how this is working out for the taxpayer. So you mentioned these ready grants, and this is really interesting because it's Regional Economic Acceleration Development Initiative. It's never just of like, course it it's is. never just like one word. It's always got to be a thing. <laughs> but you know, you make a great point in this article. Nikki, which is, hey, the idea was originally, going all the way back to Pence, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to seed some money here, and then the private sector is going to come in, and you know, within a couple of years, it's going to be all private sector, and we'll look back at the small amount of money we threw out, and we'll say, boy, what a great deal that was. All these years later, it seems like the state is still leading on the investment, which means the private sector, I guess, either they figured out, hey, we don't have to, or they don't want to, or what, but it's not working out thus far, going all the way back to Pence, the way they'd kind of promised it was going to work out. I mean, to be fair, it even under Ready, it is leveraging far more private dollars than the state dollars they're putting in, um, private and or local government, you know, because it's a regional collaboration. So they are getting people to invest far more than the state sort of share. But my question is, when does it stop, right. so to speak? You know, this is now, if you count regional cities and Ready 1 and now Ready 2, this is going to be the third round of these sort of massive projects. And a lot of them are housing or education or, you know, building up a river, a downtown area or a riverfront area. They're trying to make people want to live here, right, for all these jobs that we have worker shortages for. So I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I just, at some point, I don't, I don't know about sort of the long-term feasibility is every year we're going to come up with something new, to do the first year we did a special tax amnesty that paid for it the second time we had the federal government pay for it now we're talking straight you know state tax collections to pay for it before we let you go and i think one of the other frustrating things for people is with this these projects project the iedc is a collective there's no here's how you judge success right like you'll judge us based on a b and c have you have you or or your colleagues been able to figure out how internally they're judging this i mean is it just what big bright shiny object internally it seems like every year they put out the, the how many job commitments how much investment how many projects and they always seemed up, you know, up the ante on. Well, we did this many projects. We have we have this many job commitments. One thing that I I think we and journalists and the IDC do better is see how that actually works. These are when they announce these things every year. Their job commitment, and they they right. go over multiple years. So I would like to see more open data on whether these commitments actually happen as the years you know, roll out. Um, I'd love to see sort of that statistic. Nikki Kelly, the article now, you can find it over at Indiana Capital Chronicle about the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. You remain one of the best in the business, and we appreciate you. Thank you for all the show content. We appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning.
Good morning. 19 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's take a look at some things that are trending this morning. Jeremy Renner, he posted a new statement after his snowplow accident. He revealed he has over 30 broken bones. That seems like a lot, Casey. Yeah. He said morning workouts, resolutions, and everything all changed this year after that accident. I would guess so. Also trending is Damar Hamlin. The Buffalo Bills safety made his first public appearance since going into cardiac arrest after making that tackle against the Cincinnati Bengals three weeks ago. He was waving to fans from the stadium suite on Sunday as the two teams met again for an AFC divisional playoff game. This is what it sounded like. Here and DeMar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh, That's his sign. He was waving to fans. It did not help them win the game, though. And finally, trending is the winter storm watch that remains in effect for central Indiana. From late Tuesday night through Wednesday afternoon, heavy snow is possible. Total snow accumulations, two to eight inches. So get the snow shovel ready. What what should be our standard by we have to drive into work? <laughs> You're expected to be here. Yeah, but I mean, there has to be a reasonable, mm-hmm. like, if it's coming down in buckets, mm-hmm. let's face it, public snow plowing is not exactly the strong point of the Hogshead administration. Isn't there some reasonable accommodation they should have to make for us if they know it's going to snow mm. Tuesday evening into Wednesday? Or isn't it your responsibility to get there? Casey, I make seven cents an hour. (laughs) If I made applicable monies, I could afford some sort of Mm -hmm. Uber, strong, four-wheel drive Mm -hmm. SUV of some sort. I tell you what, if you're having a hard time, you let me know, and I'll throw the Jeep and four-wheel drive and come get you. Oh, you have a four-wheel drive vehicle. Yes, because I live in the Midwest where it snows. Well, we can't all afford to pay uh, the... uh, costly premium gasoline that a four-wheel vehicle drive <laughs> yeah and for the fourth, four-wheel drive vehicle choose up and for the fourth straight week gas prices are trending up oh by the way since you mentioned gas and i'd like to point out as we discuss that that indiana again does have one of the highest gas taxes in the entire nation and our republican supermajorities in the house and senate and our republican governor think that's absolutely fine it is 22 minutes after 10 you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc and former U.S. astronaut Buzz Aldrin, who became the second human being ever to walk on the face of the moon more than a half century ago. He got married. Oh. At 93 years old. Him and his bride, they were excited. And uh, they're acting like teenagers now. That's what he said on his 93rd birthday. He announced the news via Twitter. He's got 540,000 Twitter followers, but his bride is 63 years old. So there's a 30 year age difference between the two. And uh, it was Buzz Aldrin's fourth marriage. Oh, that's number four. Number uh, four. Okay, so... My question to you is, because this is not a thing. Okay, yes, that's 30 years, Mm -hmm. but he's so old (laughs) that 30 years, I mean, she's 63. Mm -hmm. She's eligible for, 
that would make her eligible for Social Security, right? Right. So is, is it really that big a deal if you're so old that your wife is still eligible for all sorts of government benefits? What, the age difference? Yeah. Not, not that big of a deal? Oh, I'm, a, I'm asking you because, uh, Casey, we all know I'm not the correct person to ask about that. Well, I married someone younger as well, so I'm not the <laughs> not right person. Not 30 years. <laughs> no, not 30 years. Uh, what is the, didn't you have some sort of formula? Yeah, I you mentioned that, and I don't recall having a formula. Was it the other blonde lady that used to work here? Possibly. I can't remember. I mean, one I, of you had a I've formula. I've got a few things. I thought there was a number divided. There was something you were supposed to. I thought we had this conversation at some point where the, if you divide and then multiply and add, maybe I just made that up. I don't know. <laughs> totally could have been. I like. I like it. I think if you could come up with a formula, I am that would certain be you and I sat useful. here and had a conversation about this, where it was a certain percentage of whatever. I don't know. Uh, so much information goes in and out of my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, mo- I, I've got the three-step process. Oh, great! I, I have the PETA level, and then there's the hot crazy matrix. Yeah. But as far as coming up with a formula of what is so, good and right when marrying, so no, it, I, I don't a, have that. Is it just a feel feels good do it sort of thing? <laughs> is that what you go with? There's no as far as marriage yeah, goes. Yeah, is there some sort of eye test or smell test or this is too many years or there's too much of an age difference? You know what? At this point with Buzz Aldrin, you know, I mean, he landed on the moon in a tuna can with less computing power than I have in my pocket. Yeah, he's a hero, a legend, an astronaut. At this point, he can do what he wants. Yeah. So let no, him it's go. Not, for it's, it. not, it's not can he? It's should he? And what do at what point do we say there is too big of an age difference? Because you know my theory, Casey, is if everyone's old enough to be in a bar, there are no everyone's fine. Okay. If you're if everyone's old enough to be in a bar, then it's fine because everybody can do all of the all of the things. If it's planned and consensual. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just I mean, like the FBI going to Biden's house, planned and consensual. Right. I mean, what difference would it make if if he were 93 and she were 21? There's nothing that they both can't do together. Right. She can do all the things that he could do in... Now, is it wise? No, maybe not. Is it she likely trying to steal his money? Maybe. But certainly at 63 and 93, Mm -hmm. it's 30 years difference. But again, he's so old. It's his fourth marriage. At what point are you a serial a serial marrier? Well, that's true, right? I mean, at this point, maybe three should have been enough for him. Now, I think there's also some merit too of is like are people passing away on you, mm-hmm. are or are people just is it just not they are just continually not working out? So you're saying the pool is getting smaller? Well, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what you do at 93 <laughs> if you need to be with someone. <laughs> Apparently, he's not done giving half of his possessions away because he keeps doing that over and over again, right? Uh, Does he have any children? Yes. I don't know. Previous- oh, so, so she's, she's theoretically taking not his money, but their money. Yeah. Right? That's what it sounds like. Uh, okay. When we come back, Casey, the moon lady called again. Oh, Really? I was going to let the moon thing go, but the moon lady called, and this call is the weirdest one of them all. Well, that's a nice segue after the Buzz Yeah, absolutely. See, you see what I did there? Yeah, I do. Okay, well, we're going to get to your voicemails coming up from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute with your voicemails. We love hearing from you. It is 1031 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
So we had said last week that we were done with the moon conversation. <laughs> of course, if you have missed all of this, just a very brief overview. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, Chelsea Handler, who's a comedian, actress, whatever, went on Jimmy Fallon, said that she had, as a grown adult, it was not until very recent, she was aware that the moon and the sun were not the same thing. Yeah. We said that is wholly ridiculous for a, a grown adult to say that because... Well, the moon and the sun, like one is going down, mm-hmm. one is coming up, vice versa. The moon rises in the east, sets in the west, sun rises in the east, sets in the west. And some lady called and tried to like make us sound like we were total idiots because she said the moon did not rise in the east. And I said, I've been on this earth, Casey, 39 years, and mm-hmm. I have always seen the moon rise in the east and set in the west. And so this lady was so adamant that we were wrong. I thought, well, boy, <laughs> I may just, just be a complete moron and just let, let, let our audience astray, et cetera. And then we got a flood of people going, this woman is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the research, uh, journals, articles, whatever, clearly showing, as we had long expected, the moon rises in the east, sets in the west, just like the sun. Mm-hmm. And I said, after several days of phone calls about this, I said, okay, we're putting it into it. And then the moon lady reappeared, <laughs> and I wasn't going to give her any credence, but Casey, you tell me if when you listen to this, if you have any idea what this woman is talking about. Okay. All right, ready? Go. Rob, this is the moon lady, and I've got it all figured out. Now listen. There's two moons. You've heard a lot of people say that. They're going in opposite directions. They're going on both sides of the world, going the same direction. The Wednesday morning, we see the new moon. Wednesday evening, we see the new moon. It travels constantly across to the east. When it gets to the east, it can't turn around. So they switch places. The moon that was on the other side of the Earth comes around the waning period and works its way to the west now how is that we're both right isn't that wonderful (laughs) wait (laughs) did i hear her say there are two moons i think she said there are two moons (laughs) it's radio you have to keep talking I can't. I cannot the youtube stream is currently down so people can't see your face there are not two moons this lady says there are and we're both right. Okay, okay. There is there is a new moon, and it's going to be really close to us, but there's not two of them. Yeah, it's uh, all it's the same moon. They just call it a new moon, right? Right. Yeah. There's the okay. phases of the moon. I'm going to declare victory on this one. <laughs> it's going to take a victory lap all over the... Uh, Rob Kendall uh, one Moon Lady zero final score. You know, you started that by saying that she tried to make us look like idiots and quite frankly, we don't need her help for no, that. No, absolutely, you're right. But in this case, y- you're correct. But see, here's the thing. Now, people will go out into the world and they will definitively be able to say if they're ever at a water cooler mm-hmm. or there's kids sporting events or whatever and they get into a moon-based conversation, no, the moon rises in the east and sets in the west. Now, I will say she's technically not wrong, right? What are you there about are, to say? There are multiple <laughs> moons in the solar system. <laughs> that is true. In the solar system, like but, Jupiter has yeah. a moon. Right. But she's, she's we're just talking about We're talking Earth, about right? Earth's right. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. I guess she's oh, I don't know. wrong in that. We didn't clarify that with her. We're both We right. were talking about Earth's moon. Well, that's true. I don't know which moon she was well, talking about. Well, but she was talking about where you could see the moons, remember, originally. So I cannot yeah. see the Jupiter moon. <laughs> right. I see our moon. 
All right. She's going to have to call back in. No, 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 Kevin, we're done. We've declared victory. Rob Kendall won. Moon Lady zero. Final score. Uh, Can we move on from the moon conversation? Uh, okay, so we got a bevy of phone calls about a host of uh, topics. Kevin, what, what what did I label this next thing? I've totally uh, drawn a blank pizza here. Pizza Hut oh, Buffet. Okay, oh, yes. So we had talked about how the <laughs> pizza as a small boy one mm-hmm. of the great thrills that i had was brownsburg had a pizza hut with a buffet yeah tragically something happened at the brownsburg pizza hut it has been closed for repairs for quite some time and then i asked in a post-covid world yeah is the pizza hut buffet still allowed to be a thing and somebody called and said yes indeed it is rob you were talking about the uh, pizza hut buffets coming back i don't know if all of them are back but the one in Danville, where I, where I live, brought theirs back, oh, a few months ago. I think it was October when they started it. And it is fantastic. Anyway, have a good weekend. Love the show. Keep up the good work. There you go. You can go to Danville. Yeah, yeah. which is not that far. Mm-hmm. We should do that for the uh, next mentorship. We're going to drive to Danville, Indiana to enjoy the Pizza Hut Buffet. Does Pizza sure. Hut sell beer? They di- That's another great, because they did. Yeah, I think right. they did at one yeah, point, right? Yeah. Do I think, they still? I think there's one of these. I don't know if they still do it. I'm sure they would, but I think there's one of these in Greenwood. A pizza, I, a pizza hut with a buffet. I thought so. I could not, be wrong because uh, I think Pizza Hut is like KFC. Mm-hmm. There's not every KFC has a buffet. <gasps> They've also yeah. added wine. Oh well, then that's perfect for you. What you can take up oh, 93 wow. minutes of the server's time <laughs> asking for ordering, what year the what year the wine was five dollar glass of wine corked. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, what else? Uh, Rob Kendall, why do you not bring eggs in from Mexico? Uh, same reason you don't go down and bottle up their water and bring it back mm-hmm. for your drinking pleasure. Have a good day, guys. Yes, yeah, so we had got on mm-hmm. the price of eggs. Yeah. You are an egg aficionado. <laughs> you Because I buy them. Yeah, you buy the eggs. Okay, that makes me and an I, expert. And I said you are clinically insane for agreeing to pay $4 for a carton of eggs because mm-hmm. that's 33 cents an egg. Yeah. And then we got into somehow. They're being smuggled across the border. And I didn't know that you could not bring an egg mm-hmm. back with you from Mexico, but then a flurry of people... Mm-hmm. Let me know that you could not. And then I guess it's a biohazard mm-hmm. threat of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then that guy made it, did make a pretty good point. I yeah. don't know if I'd want to trust something from Mexico. No offense. You think there's a big difference between a Mexican egg I and have an no American idea. egg? If, if I Look, Farmer Ryan, who mm-hmm. is uh, uh, our dear friend Farmer Ryan, he let me know it was a biohazard issue. He is my farming expert. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go with Farmer Ryan's assessment that it could be a biohazard issue. So I've totally changed my tune yeah. on bringing those eggs back from Mexico. Yeah, they're f- facing fines of up to $10,000 for, sm- for smuggling eggs in. But here's the real question question when you do purchase the egg are you getting the jumbo or the large oh there's different size eggs yes wait 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 wait. <laughs> so you're telling me that i like how do different uh hens do they yeah there's different sizes so like when you breed a and hen, is it really worth you the bre- money do you breed a hen is that what it's called when you when you i need i need to make more hens mm-hmm. can you breed the hens to produce the larger eggs? I don't know. Or if it's just an after the fact, like after they come out. Oh, you out, get lucky. They're sized, right. 
Oh, you could get lucky. It's just luck. At the, so I'd assume a larger egg, you're the egg expert. It costs more. A larger egg is more expensive. It can be. Because you get more yeah. egg. Yeah. And it used to be that brown eggs were cheaper. Really? Because for some reason, didn't like the brown shell. Uh-huh. What? Here's what, yes, Kevin. Uh, I was going to say, have you ever cracked open an egg and gotten two yolks? Yeah, it's a lucky egg. Yeah. I've had that happen to me a couple times. It was uh, excellent. <laughs> Rob's looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> Here is what I've started doing in my house, and I did this last night. Well, you don't buy eggs. No, 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 no. You no. don't allow anybody no, to buy no, anything. No, 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 no. So here's what I've determined is we have so much stuff in our house mm-hmm. that is nearing expiration dates. You're going to eat it all. And I said, we, I, at least I am. I'm not uh-huh. forcing my wife to do this. I've strongly encouraged her to participate in this. <laughs> but uh, I have, I've been eating. So like last night, mm-hmm. I had a half frozen bag of french fries that have been in there since i think like june did they have freezer burn on uh them? maybe okay the, they were they weren't good they were just serviceable they were they were i yeah. could put them in the oven and operate and then that was out of the freezer i then also mm-hmm. had um my wife has a terrible habit of buying things because they look good to her in the grocery store mm-hmm. and then three days later they might not look good anymore so she just lets them sit. Well, she's dealing with morning No, sickness. this was way before that. There's no excuse on this one. This was purchased before we lived in our current home. So again, we're talking like something that was bought in April okay. of last year. Okay. So this was a uh, macaroni and cheese, a fried macaroni and cheese ball. Okay, sounds good. And so that was my dinner last night. Old French fries and a box of were they, were they uh, crinkle fries or straight? No, cut? they were straight fries, regular fries. Okay. It's no wonder you come in and steal cereal from Terry Stacy. She told me I could, Casey. You're, you're so hungry. Terry Stacy had two boxes of cereal back there that never get eaten. Is that why you're angry? Because you're really hangry. No, it, I'm. <laughs> I'm angry. For a bevy of reasons, Casey. That is not what I'm... There's one more phone call we need to get to. Somebody feed this guy. Right. I mean, there's one... Is there one more phone uh, call? I can get that really quick. Yeah, yeah. LIV Golf. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we had talked about how the LIV Golf mm-hmm. Tour, which is funded by the Saudis, yeah. has a TV deal now right. with the CW. Right. And we had had a conversation about, should I feel like a bad person? Because you want to watch it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this mm-hmm. because I love golf, yet it is funded by a bunch of lunatics and maniacs. And somebody called in about that. How do I say this, Rob? You are not a horrible person because you want to watch golf uh, that is sponsored by the Saudis. I'm a person who likes to watch the NFL. I don't particularly care about their politics, and I don't like to support the NFL and how they do stuff. But I do support the game because I enjoy watching the game, so I agree with you on that. What makes you a horrible person is that you watch and enjoy such a boring sport. (laughs) I have to just say this. Soccer is more entertaining than golf million times to Sunday. Casey was right. I agree with you on everything else. You're not a horrible person for watching a golf game uh, that is hosted by the Saudis or funded by the Saudis or whatever. You enjoy the game, enjoy the game. What makes you a horrible person is because you have the audacity to think that soccer is less entertaining than guys that are old and sometimes young, but mostly old who hit a ball with a club, which is more about mathematics than actual Okay. So he's not questioning (laughs) your choice of whether to watch it or not. He's questioning your choice of the sport you're watching. Yes. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. He's allowed to do that. I just wanted to make sure because I should not be punished. Mm -hmm. I was watching these guys before they were funded by a bunch of terrorists. Right. Should I now feel bad because I'm watching the same people that I was watching a year ago and still get enjoyment out of that? And so it's very good. I mean, the guy's 
totally wrong because 90% of soccer is them kicking the ball backwards. People are hitting the ball to the hole in golf. It is always forward <laughs> movement. Soccer, mm-hmm. the m- majority of the game is about backwards movement, not to the goal in question. Yeah, well, sometimes you do have to take a step back to take two steps forward, which is what happens in soccer. But he did raise a good point because, you know, the NFL does not always operate uh, with the utmost, yeah. um, you know. Sure. <laughs> Integrity. Yeah, no, you're right. So it's fine. And a lot I of feel people, good about all this now. A lot of people still continue to watch NFL. Hammer is next. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 1046. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So DeMar Hamlin was back in the suite cheering on his teammates. So his doctors came out this past week. That's Jason Hammer, by the way. Hello. Um, So um, a lot of people were wondering when, if ever, is he going to come back? What's the status of DeMar Hamlin? Because it seems like he's doing well. Well, his doctors came out and, you know, kind of wanted to put a wet blanket on some expectations. He still needs a lot of oxygen. He still gets tired really early. So maybe he will never play football again. Yeah, but you need those things too, and you're doing fine. Dude, I get hurt tying my shoe. (laughs) I get worn out putting my socks on at this point. I asked you a question yesterday, and I I appreciate your honesty on this. You know, I'd said Joe Mixon is the running back for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and that dude runs to, in in the industry, they say he runs to contact, right? Like he runs angry. Yes, he seeks people out and he seeks to hurt you more than you hurt him. And so I, you know, I asked basically, could you? Do you think you could survive? Ta- could you survive tackling Joe Mixon in a in a game full speed without getting seriously injured? Not right now. No, not at forty five years old. Not you know being old and out of shape. And you know I got a bum knee already. I got a bad back. I got a bad shoulder. No, I would be out of work for probably two weeks if I attempted to tackle Joe Mixon right now. Now, 21-year-old me, I would go for it. 21-year-old me trying to walk onto the Ball State football team, I'd give it a shot. I mean, he would truck me. Sure, but you could get him down. Right, and, you know, I would get back up. Yeah. Uh, Now, no, I would lay there and everything would hurt. (laughs) Do we know what happened to this Hamlin guy? Have they revealed that yet? No. No. Isn't that weird? And here's what really stinks, right? And this is a big part of the conversation I don't think anybody's bringing up. Unless the Buffalo Bills want to pay this guy for his medical expenses out of the kindness of his own heart after this year, they don't have to. Because in the NFL, to qualify for the pension program, you have to play at least three years in the league. Mm. He's only in year number two. So even though the dude literally almost died on the field playing for your organization, if they wanted to be jerks about it, they could mm-hmm. say, well, we really appreciate what you did for the organization. Here's the Jelly of the Month Club. We wish you well. And they've done that to people before. NFL, we talked about earlier, they've got a bit of a track record. I mean, and I assume this guy's going to have salary cap implications and everything else. So, but uh, does that make me a horrible person? I'm like, what happened to this guy and why aren't they telling anyone? No, you're absolutely right. And I've heard from a number of you know, physicians that say the hit that he took, 
we've seen harder hits. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it just hit in the right place at the right time. You never know what happens. Everybody's body's different. But it doesn't make you a horrible person to wonder if this could have been vaccine related Mm -hmm. or something like that. Despite what writers from the Indie Star will want to tell you, it doesn't make you a horrible person if you question about the impacts of healthy professional athletes and why they're having so many heart conditions. Well, you're also assuming that he was healthy. I mean, we think he was healthy, but he could have I mean, if you're had, a starting safety in the yeah, NFL. right, maybe. you hope. But he could have had some underlying issue that maybe he wasn't even aware of. True, and that very well could be the case. But to Rob's point, we don't know any of this mm-hmm. information. Yeah. But you can't rule anything out. Can I tell you why I... Look, I loathe Hammer. There's no doubt about that. But I also love him. Can I just tell a quick story? <laughs> sure. So, Hammer, you were what were you chaperoning or something? Your kids' uh, dance of some sort or something. There was some event you were. Oh yeah, this past weekend, I went to go pick up Jacob okay. at the school dance. Yes. Yeah, so Hammer is picking his his kid up, and he texts me. He goes, "Look, I'm 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 kind of out of range right now. I can't watch on Patrol Live. Mm-hmm. If anything happens in Beach Grove, <laughs> let me know. I'll try." to drive by and shout Rob Kendall sucks <laughs> while they're doing whatever. And get it on TV. And so about, I, I don't know, the, this was maybe 30 minutes, an hour later, there's something happening in Beach Grove. Mm-hmm. And so I'm texting him, I said, Beach Grove, can't see streets, but I can tell you the business that I'm seeing in the background. And it was some, was it a funeral home? It was home? a little and son's funeral home right there on Main Street. Yes. And so I'm uh, thinking, you know, ha ha, funny. Well, within... 15 minutes, Hammer is sending me (laughs) a live video of himself going past the parking lot in question. And unfortunately, the person, it was a like a stranded motorist or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. The live PD had already moved on because they'd gotten the person to safety. Yeah. But I love the fact that Hammer made every effort mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to go by on television and shout Rob Kendall sucks on, on and make sure that made cable television airwaves. He'll do anything to get on TV. Oh. Good thing it wasn't Gun Baby, because that could be a dangerous situation. Um. By the way, congratulations to your boy. He's moving on in yeah. an athletic conquest. The oldest one uh, is part of the Beach Grove bowling team, mm-hmm. high school bowling, mm-hmm. and they're moving on to the semi-state. So we got a little home game coming up this weekend at Expo. That's where the semi-state's at. So if any rowdy, just loud Southsiders want to come by, mm-hmm. tailgate with me, yeah! and hang out, and cheer on Beach Grove, get there, and let's just when, make that thing raucous. When is it? Saturday. Saturday. The individual contest, which we have one of our bowlers, uh, a gentleman by the name of Donnie Sutton. Yeah. He's really good. He's in the uh, individual portion. He's a a big urn. He is, man. He's going to be making money bowling one day. (laughs) And the team advanced to the team competition, which starts at two. So, again, these things get pretty crowded in there. But, man, I want a full-on Southside invasion. Like, let's bring... Lutheran and Ron Holly and Beechgrove all together just so we can give a middle finger to New Pal and Avon and all those dirtbags. What size, what pound ball does your son use? Is it a heavy one? It's a heavier one, yeah. Does he have his own ball or does it just like it, when we're at the bowling alley, the ball just comes out of oh, the Oh, he's thing. got his own. Yeah. Yeah. Probably drilled specifically for his fingers, right? And sized up for his hand. It's crazy. What are you even saying right now? <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a just, straight roller like some dudes have that curve yeah. mm-hmm. some people use the two hands yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the two hands is like the popular thing now mm-hmm. like o- like ollie and hoosiers 
Yeah, like you take it and you just kind of spin it with two hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably about 80% of the bowlers now. You are kidding me. No, I'm telling you the truth, yeah. My, my question is, what are the parental responsibilities when your child plays bowling? Because I know like with other athletics you got to bring the orange slices or <laughs> do you do do you drink bring the beer well that happens before i get there okay yeah uh, unfortunately they do not serve the libations at the uh mm, high school events wow, hammer's dad was really drunk <laughs> walking out in the lane like shooter and hoosiers hey <laughs> uh no no so you'll have to tailgate a little bit before you go mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it's gonna be fun man i'm looking forward to so, it so where you mentioned this donnie who i think he went to the state finals last year right yes. and he's really good so if you were in high is he a senior no he's He's only a junior. Oh, he's only a junior. So if you were to say quarterback of the football team or I'm the starting point guard on the basketball team, you're probably walking around that high school like a fairly big man right. on man campus. campus. You yeah. probably have got your choice of ladies that want to date you. Where does I'm the best bowler in the <laughs> school rank in terms of the, you know, upper is it that upper echelon right. you're probably not going to be elected prom king but your scholarship to your college yeah. might be full on because bowling scholarships are a, a thing th- that's a thing yeah schools have bowling teams um so yeah good for that kid and i've always said if i knew what i knew now back when i was in high school yeah. instead of playing football yeah. and yeah. basketball if i knew i could get a free ride bowling or playing pool mm-hmm. or throwing darts yeah. or whatever there's fewer people Right. right, there's fewer comp- comp- there's fewer people to compete against. Yeah. Right, I totally would have done that. Uh, let's talk etiquette here for a second, okay? Because we observed someone do this over the weekend, and it's a I think it's a pretty crappy move. But I'll let you weigh in on this case. You can weigh in on, in on this too. If you took a check for a place, like you worked at a place for, or I'm not talking like you worked there six months. You worked there for three, four, five years. And the whole time you're there, you don't man up and say something to someone's face if you got a problem with them. But then when you get out of that place, you start making vague book posts about how nice it is to get out of a toxic Toxic. working environment. You're a piece (laughs) of trash, aren't you? Yeah, because you had the opportunity to leave, you know, like three, four, five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, then you you know, leave at the end and say, oh, the whole time was awful. Well, you didn't mind the check. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of where I'm at with like Molly Ringwald right now because she goes back and says all of those 80s movies, <laughs> so inappropriate, <laughs> so awful. I wish I never would have done them. But she's more than happy to take those checks that still come mm-hmm. in anytime somebody watches 16 Candles or something like that. Hindsight, though, later on, she's grown up a little, thinks differently. She's still taking the money. Yeah, they yeah. don't cash the check. Okay, and conversely, what about the person who works somewhere and then was let go and then goes on yeah. vague book and says how wonderful they all are? Like, why would someone do that? Well, I mean, if you had a great experience, like um, in radio, you are hired to be fired. Yes. We all know this. Yes. This job, it's like you're a coach in sports. You know what the outcome's going to be. Whether you say something, whether it's a company change, whether it's mm-hmm. a format flip or whatever, you're hired to be fired. So you ride the lightning for as long as you can. Um, so like when I got let go over at ZPL, um, there was one person I didn't like, but I, I still talk to people over there. I'm, I wouldn't bash those guys. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that's a really crappy move. If you took money 
from somebody and you worked around all these people and you had every opportunity to be a, a big tough guy and come up to say something to somebody's face and you never do and then when you get out of there you act like you were sentenced to five years in a gulag or mm-hmm. something and it's crazy too like you're not even aware that someone has blocked you until it's brought to your attention <laughs> Are you just discovering this? Well, there's a couple people. Like, there's one, uh, there's like a sports guy over at uh, Channel 4, you know, Fox 59 4. They're kind of put together. There's this one dude I've never said a word to. But he's not a fan, you're finding. Apparently, somebody, there was a mutual friend, shared something, and I clicked on it. You're blocked. All right, haircut, thanks. What's coming up this afternoon? I mean, he's just a total turd with a haircut. It's the only reason he has a job. Uh, guy Relford will join us. It's Monday Gun Day, and we're going to have a good time. Thanks, Sam. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.